Today is Monday, September 19th, 2022. This is the Link NKY Daily Headlines Podcast. I'm Matt Spaulding. On today's episode, three Northern Kentucky schools named 2022 Blue Ribbon winners. Broadband internet provider focused on rural communities coming to Walton. Painter remains GOP nominee as Kentucky Supreme Court won't hear Campbell County Commissioner election case. And Child 11 drowns in Villa Hills Pool. The Link NKY Daily Headlines podcast is sponsored by CVG Airport. CVG Airport has been serving the community for 75 years, and to celebrate this special milestone, the airport is inspiring travel once again with a year-long travel dream sweepstakes. Every month, one lucky winner is chosen to receive an airfare voucher with one of CVG's many airline partners to help make their travel dreams come true. You can learn more about CVG's 50-plus nonstop destinations and enter for a chance to win at cbgairport.com slash cbg75. Three Northern Kentucky schools named 2022 Blue Ribbon winners, reported on by Link and KY staff. Two local public schools and one Catholic school were among only five in Kentucky named 2022 National Blue Ribbon winners this year. The U.S. Department of Education recognized Long Branch Elementary School in Union, which is part of Boone County Schools, and Samuel Woodfill Elementary School, which is part of Fort Thomas Independent Schools. It also honored St. Therese School in Southgate. Blue Ribbon winners recognized schools in one of two performance categories based on all student scores, subgroup student scores, and graduation rates. Exemplary High-Performing Schools among the state's highest-performing schools as measured by state assessments or nationally-normed tests. Exemplary Achievement Gap-Closing Schools, among the state's highest-performing schools and closing achievement gaps between a school's student groups and all students. This award shines a light on the dedication of school leaders, staff, teachers, families, and communities to strive for and attain excellence, Kentucky Commissioner of Education Jason E. Glass said. I congratulate and thank our newest Blue Ribbon schools for their hard work to ensure every student has the skills they need for a successful future. Three other public Kentucky schools were also recognized. Cairo Elementary School in Henderson, Kentucky, Fancy Farm Elementary School in Graves County, and Frankfurt High School in Frankfurt. St. Francis of Assisi School in Louisville was also recognized. The Kentucky schools are among the 297 public and private elementary, middle, and high schools across the country that were recognized this year. As our country continues to recover from the pandemic, we know that our future will only be as strong as the education we provide to all our students, U.S. Secretary of Education Miguel Cardona said. Blue Ribbon schools have gone above and beyond to keep students healthy and safe while meeting their academic, social, emotional, and mental health needs. These schools show what is possible to make an enduring, positive difference in students' lives. The 2022 National Blue Ribbon Schools will be honored at an award ceremony in Washington, D.C. later this year. Broadband internet provider focused on rural communities coming to Walton, reported on by Grace Tierney. Enhanced and upgraded broadband internet service will begin flowing in Walton through a new equipment and technology that Broadlink has installed on an existing water tower. 
Owen County-based Broadlink partnered with Extreme LTE, a provider of ultra-high-speed wireless broadband radios and equipment on the project, which the companies say will enable Broadlink to serve homes where broadband internet is not available and where residents' current service provider cannot meet their needs. Broadlink is very excited about the Walton project, said Broadlink Vice President of Sales Jamie Humphrey. We are looking forward to bringing a reliable, customer-first experience to citizens of the Walton area. We feel this will be a great partnership between Broadlink and the Walton community, Humphrey said. Being locally owned and operated, we have the ability to service our customers in a way that enhances their experience. The constant that we hear is how we make every customer feel important, and we are dedicated to that mission. Residents can visit www.broadlink.com and fill out the check availability form. Painter remains GOP nominee as Kentucky Supreme Court won't hear Campbell County Commissioner election case, reported on by Michael Monks. The Kentucky Supreme Court decided on Thursday that it would not hear a case involving the race for Campbell County Commissioner District 1. The race for Republican nomination back in May pitted longtime incumbent Brian Painter against challenger David Fisher, a campaign that Painter neighborly won by just over a hundred votes. But following the primary election, Fisher's campaign filed suit, charging that Painter had personally engaged in illegal electioneering when Painter distributed campaign materials at an event for poll workers when early voting had already started. A Jefferson County judge agreed, vacating Painter's win, tossing him from the ballot, and replacing him with Fisher. Painter's campaign appealed, and the Kentucky Court of Appeals overturned the lower court's ruling. On Thursday, the state Supreme Court denied Fisher's campaign's motion for a review of the case, ending the legal battle and officially setting the November matchup as one between Painter, who is seeking his fourth four-year term against Democratic nominee Melissa Whalen. Painter spoke to Link NKY on Thursday, offering his first public remarks on the issue, since the legal challenge to his candidacy began in May. Painter expressed regret for handing out election materials at the event, calling it a mistake, but arguing that there were 19 poll workers at the training on May 4th at the Campbell County Fiscal Court building, and that the early voting machine was on a different floor. I didn't know it was up there. Our building is huge. It got overlooked by the other folks in the room, too, he said. When I put my information down, the poll workers really shouldn't have seen that information because the election machine was in the building, but at no point did any of those pamphlets get out of the training room. He offered an apology to the poll workers. Painter said that his margin of victory in the primary was five times larger than the number of election workers present on May 4th. No one was actively voting. It was very remote from where the voting machine was, and it was a mistake, he said. I'll admit my mistakes. Steve Mergerly, an attorney representing Fisher's campaign, said that he and the candidate were disappointed in the Supreme Court's decision not to review the case. Mergerly charged that Campbell County Clerk Jim Lurison put his thumb on the scale in Painter's favor by allowing the electioneering to take place. Mr. Painter was lucky that the Court of Appeals decided that a different remedy was appropriate. With under two months to go until the general election, Painter said that he would strike a tone of reconciliation. What I'm going to be doing is running a nice, active campaign until November 8th and hopefully return as commissioner, Painter said, citing what he characterized as accomplishments of the fiscal court, including, quote, the most efficient government in the region. 
Child 11 Drowns in Villa Hills Pool, reported on by Michael Monks. An 11-year-old child died Saturday drowning in a pool in Villa Hills. The Villa Hills Police Department reported that officers and the Crescent Springs Villa Hills Fire Department were dispatched just before 7 p.m. to the 2500 block of Thurs Drive for a possible drowning. The child had been found unresponsive in the pool. Witnesses, police said, started to perform CPR. Police and emergency medical workers continued the effort upon arrival. The child was transported to St. Elizabeth Medical Center in Edgewood and pronounced dead. The child's name is being withheld at this time, police said. Villa Hills Police and the Kendon County Coroner's Office are investigating the death. And those are the headlines we are following for Monday, September 19, 2022. The Link NKY Daily Headlines podcast is published Monday through Friday and can be heard on our website or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe and help spread the word by sharing on social media. For more on today's headlines and to see what else is happening around Northern Kentucky, visit linknky.com.